we uh, we had a whole different day planned for today, and because of some things that have happened, we were we were. I just want you to trust me in this, and we're just going to do that some other day. And uh, we were kind of going to have some celebration today, and I think I think we just maybe we just need to hold each other and maybe mourn a little bit and with what's going on with Brooke and things like that and they think she's going to be okay they think everything's going to be alright but they need our prayers right now and you know sometimes you don't feel like celebrating sometimes you just want to keep going so with that being said I want you just to trust me in this and don't be upset at me for what I'm about ready to do uh, we had some things that was planned for tonight, and we're not going to do those tonight. And I have to take kids to camp, and I had this afternoon, and so I am not ready to preach tonight because that's not what we were going to do tonight. And so I never hardly ever do this, but I'm going to do this tonight, and, and, I, and I want you to know I'm sorry, and please forgive me, but... I think this is what we need to do. Um, we're just not going to have church this evening. We're going to cancel services this evening. And uh, if you need to, maybe some of you can't be to visitation or anything like that. If you need to go over to the funeral home or tell the youngs how much you love them. Or if you just need to stay at home and pray. That would be a good idea too. Uh, we just just know my heart and I'm sorry. Uh but I think that's what I need to do right now with in light of everything that's going on. Uh, Sean was going to go to camp. Obviously, he's not going to now, so we're going to have to figure out some things like that. And so, anyway, uh, we had a... I want you to know we had a whole different day planned. Um, but we're going to keep going on because this is what God has for us. I also believe that God gave me a message for today, for this time. And uh, I wasn't planning on preaching very long today, and that makes everybody happy, doesn't it? See, that brings some happiness into your life. So, but I have a short message that I think the Lord wants us to hear today. And so I want us to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. It's interesting. I was in this scripture this week for the first three days of the week before I ever knew what was going to happen at the end of the week. I, I, I was going to preach from this scripture before uh, anything happened to Joe Young this week. This was my scripture. I'd already started. I'd already started preparing the message, and I thought, well, I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to keep going because this is where I was at anyway. And so I want us to all stand, and we're going to read to get together today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 in your Bibles. Let's prepare our hearts. Let's read this together out loud. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I'll rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. This is Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... 
Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let's pray. Father, today we need you, Lord. We just have a heavy heart today, Father. There's just things pressing on us. And Father, in the midst of that, you seek to speak to your people and you seek to show who you are. And Father, sometimes it's during the darkest times that you speak the loudest and we remember those things so much. Father, I remember you speaking to me in dark days. And Father, we've talked about what it feels like to be in exile and what it feels like to be where things don't feel right. And Father, I think we're... As a church, I think we feel that today. We just don't feel right. Things just don't feel right. But, Father, it's during those times that you speak and you are so close to us. And, Father, that's what we need today. We just need you to come and bring healing into your church today. Bring comfort into your church today. And we need to hear from you today. So, Father, speak to us through your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, even I want us to realize that even if we're not where we want to be or where we like to be or where it's comfortable to be, even if we are in exile, we are still part of the story. Just because we're not where we want to be or not where it feels good or not in a place in our life where we've, you know, everybody likes to be in that place in life where everything is going good. And then sometimes there's a place, and we've talked about it, we kind of feel like that as a nation, we kind of feel like that as a church, and we're not exactly where we want to be, and we kind of feel like, wow, what's going on? And I think especially today, especially some of us in our church feel like, what is, what is going on? This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. What's going on? But I want you to know this morning, even when you're in that spot, even when you're in that place where you don't feel right or it doesn't feel good or it's not where we want to be, you are still part of the story. The story still goes on. And if you read in chapter 11 of Hebrews, you have 40 verses here. And this is the heroes of the Bible. The Hebrew writer goes through and he talks about and names all these people in the faith. And he talks about for 40 verses, you hear of all the famous, all the wonderful, great characters of the Bible. The ones who God used to tell his story. You have the Old Testament people who who talk about creation and we have this the story of creation and then you have the story of God and then you have the story of Jesus and and they have all these stories and and you read all the way through there and you as you look at that you think boy that is a great story and the Hebrew writer here goes on and he goes on for 40 verses here telling about all the people who are in the story. And then, and many of those, all the Jewish people would know who their names were. And they, as he names them off, they're like, yeah, I remember reading that in the story. And I remember this guy in the story. And I remember that guy in the story. And then the writer goes, and then there's a bunch of guys, we don't even know their names. But they have died and been martyred for the story and they, and they have given their lives and, and, and we don't even know who they are. And, and, and the story continued through those guys and we don't even know who they were. We can't remember all their names. There were so many of them. They preached and taught and, and were martyred and killed and, and they were part of the story. And so you have 40 verses of this story and sometimes it's easy to read through chapter 11 and just close the book and say, man, that was a great story. 
That's a great story. The, the story of God is a great story. The creation story is a great story. The story of him being with his people, that's a great story. The story of Jesus coming, that's a great story. Let's just fold it up and put it back on the shelf. And I'll come read it again later when I have time. But the writer goes on in chapter 12. And he makes an interesting interjection there. And he says, therefore, since we are surrounded. And all of a sudden the writer says, hey, we're part of the story. This is some of the things that have happened, but the story is still going on and we are part of it. And he interjects himself and he's talking about the church and he says, since we are surrounded, the, the, these things have happened. These are the things that, that have gone on, but the story to, still continues. And I think sometimes we forget that the story of Jesus continues in the life of the church and you're part of it. And if you're not part of it, you need to be part of it. And too often, I think we read it and we close the book and go and we go on. But the Hebrew writer tells us all of these stories. And then he says, and we're part of it. He realizes that the story is not over. The story of Jesus Christ, the story of what God is trying to do, the story of redeeming creation back to himself has not ended. And he desperately seeks for you to be part of it. He desperately seeks for you to be in it. And in this chapter 12, this first verse, he realizes that it's not over. The story is still continued. And if you're a believer today, you're part of it. And he writes, we, and he says, and then he says, let us, let us, let us keep doing this. Let us be part. Let us not forget. Let us keep going. And we are in the story and we're to take part in the story And the Hebrew writer says that there is a cloud of witnesses. Some of them he has named and some of them we don't even know. But they are those who have gone before us and they took part in the story. And the writer seems to think that we, the church, are all part of the story. And and, and the way that the writer talks, all these characters who are named and the characters who are are unnamed, and just because they're unnamed, he doesn't seem to think that they're unimportant. He says, I can't name all the people's names, but, but they're important. And they're in this cloud and they're in this, and they're the witnesses to what God has done. And, and I can't name all their names, but they are very important. And they're no less important than the ones that are named. And the Israelites in exile in Egypt, they were part of the story. And when they were in exile in Babylon, they were part of the story. And when the Jews were in trouble with the Germans, they were part of the story. And the pilgrims coming to America were part of the story. And missionaries that go around the world are part of the story. And Sunday school teachers are part of the story. And countless nameless preachers, teachers, neighbors are all part of the story. And they've gone on before us and they're all in this cloud of witnesses. And Joe Young years ago said, I'm going to be part of this story. I'm not going to sit and watch. I'm going to get in the middle of it and I'm going to be part of the story. And today, Joe Young is in the cloud of witnesses among us. And you say, 
I would think Joe Young would be one of the nameless ones. I don't see his name here anywhere. And Joe Young had a neat ministry in that he never brought any attention to himself. Joe Young was not a worship leader on stage, but he was a worship leader right there. Man, I missed him this morning. He was a pure worshiper of God. And he would put both hands up and just worship. He was a worship leader. We need someone else now to come in and step in and be a worship leader among you. And I think sometimes we think, oh, all the worship leaders are up here. No, 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 no. You can be a worship leader. Joe Young was a worship leader in the crowd, and we need somebody to be a worship leader in the crowd. Joe Young was not a preacher. He was not named himself as a preacher, but he preached. And he was so part of the story, and he, was, he may not preach to masses of people, but he spoke to masses of people one at a time. And he was not content just to read the story. He said, I'm going to be in the story. He was not content to sit and watch the story. He wanted to be in the middle of God's story. And he was not content to just hear about it or watch it and observe. He thought and believed that God called him to be all up in the middle of the story. And he believed, and I believe, that there is a place for everyone in the story. He believed that there was room in this story that is talked about in chapter 11. He believed that there was room for an electrician to be part of that. That there was room for ministry for someone who could drive a bus and fix things and play and pray. And you know what? He was right. And you never saw on the news what Joe Young did. You never saw on Facebook what Joe Young did because he didn't brag on himself and nobody else did either. He just did it. And he was good at his part of the story. And it spoke volumes to his family and his church and his community. And today, in the cloud of witnesses in my mind, I was writing this last night. I think he would be yelling down, get in the story. Get in it. Don't watch it. Be part of it. Get in it. Get at it. And... He would also know that he had a small part, but he thought his part was important and he was right. Even, even a small part has a huge impact. Over the last few days, I've just, people have just said, this is what, this is what Joe did. This is what. Do, you know what, do you know what his ministry was? He made sure the buses ran. You know, you never see that in a bulletin. Bus mechanic bus keeping the buses running joe young he kept our buses running he kept the encounter buses running and 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 most people if they feel like they're called to preach or something like that they go what do you think your ministry is oh i just i just want to be the bus guy and everybody go well that ain't much 
apparently it was a big deal. Because somehow or another, through that, through that ministry, people were coming to know Christ and, and they were just drawn to this guy who was just quiet, didn't speak, he just did it. And when we do our what seems like little part, God blesses it and it becomes huge. Your Sunday school class that you teach, your nursery that you watch, your song that you sing, or you're just come over to my, someone's house and say, you matter to me. I, I care about you. Can I pray for you today? What seems like small means a lot and is huge in the big story. And I want to ask you this morning, are you in the story God asks for us, don't wait for someone to, and people like, well, I, I, I would love to find a place where the story is, but nobody's asked me in. God has asked you in. I, ne- I, ne- I never had Joe say, I, I need a place to serve. Joe just said, hey, I, can, I could do this. Could, this. could this help? He said, yeah. I'll never forget the day he said, hey, you know, pastor, I would just, I, could I just take care of the buses? And I, and I said, that would be fantastic. I can, I, can, I can remember telling Rob, hey, Joe, we'd like to take care of the buses. Rob was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> it's just, a, seems like a little thing, but it's just a hassle. It's just a hassle. I didn't have to go to the license bureau because Joe did it. And you all know, I hate the license bureau. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And each one of you, I don't care who you are or what you do, there is something that you can do to be part of the story. And it's not about just sitting back and and watching. It's about getting in and whatever it is. And God asks us to get in the story. And I want to ask you this morning, are you in God's story not have you read about it or are you observing it or, or I'm not asking about coming to church. I'm, about, I'm asking about getting in to the story. Because here's the deal. You are in some sort of a story in your life. There is a story in your life that, that, is, is, that is your life. And some of you, your story is, I want to be successful. And you have poured your life and you have poured everything you have into being successful at something. And maybe it's a job or whatever it is. Maybe it is you want to have to be known for something. Maybe it's sports or a hobby or something like that. And that is your story. And that's what you pour yourself into. I'm going to tell you, it is going to be an empty story. It is not going to mean anything. When it's all said and done, how much stuff you have, how famous you are is not going to matter. It's about, am I in God's story? And it's not what can I accumulate or what can I be known for? It's what is going to have eternal value? And I want to ask you this morning, are you really in God's story? Some of you this morning are observers of the story, but you're really not part. Some of you here today need to decide, am I going to take part in the story instead of just watching it? 
Our friend Joe was part of it. It was his life. I was talking to a, a pastor and he was t- telling about the things that his church did and, and they just had stuff going on all the time. And I said, I said, man, that seems like that's all you do. And he goes, that's all we do. He said, this is all we do. And we live in a, we live in a world where the things of God take a back seat to everything else. And if you watched our friend Joe, that was not the way that it was. If you, if you, if if Joe was wiring your house, he wasn't going to be there on Sunday. Because that was, that was God's day. And if you was, he was doing a job for Joe, he was not going to work. He was not going to be there when encounter was going on. Because he believed that's what God, that was his part of the story. See, everything in Joe's life worked around the story. Instead of what happens today, mostly is the story works around our story. God, I want you, I want you here, but you're going to have to do it on my time. That wasn't the way it was with our friend Joe. And that's what God has for each of us. Do you understand that this morning? See, God wants for us to be all about him and then everything else finds its place. And the writer here says, we are part of this. I just want to ask you this morning, are you, are you, I mean, be honest this morning. This is a simple message and this is what God gave me. But I mean, are you part of the story? Are you busy with your own story? Are you busy over here accumulating and trying to get what you want in this world and make sure you got all this stuff or whatever? And I've got this, these things going over here to where you've got your own story going but you're not part of God's story at all. I'm just asking today because the word says that this is not something that we read and say, oh, well, that was nice. The word says that we become part of this, that we are involved in this to where this is everything to us. And everything revolves around this and this and God. And everything comes in its place after that to where there's no doubt to where anybody can see us of what we were about. And that's what God asked us to be. I want us to stand this morning. I want us to, Lance come. I want the praise team to come. We're going to sing the song that we sang earlier about the good, good father. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. Is who you are defined by God? I'm just asking you this morning. Or are you trying to define your own life? Are you saying, okay, God, I I want some of the things that you have, but really I want to be defined by this or what I have or what I can do or my job or my title or, or what I did. God says, you are defined by the fact that I love you. And that needs to be who you are. I I mean, as I was sitting in there the other last night, last night I was sitting in my trailer house, 
in my OV. And I read this verse again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And I'm not saying this is why you do it. Because we do everything because God asks us. But it doesn't hurt. Susan, we've sat, we sat at their house last night. Joe was always a fan. I mean, he was, get in the game. Get in the story. That's not why you get in the story. You know, you don't get in the story because Joe Young says, hey, get in the story. You get in the story because God says get in the story. But you know what? It helps me to know that my friend is up there. Stay in the game. Are you in the game this morning? If the Lord's speaking to your heart this morning, just say, God, whatever you want, that's what I want today. I want to be in the game. I want to be part of your story. I don't want to be watching your story. I don't want to be reading your story. I want to be in the story because that's what God wants for you this morning. We're going to sing, and if the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, come as we sing.